This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Well, with summer and the growing season up ahead, there are so many opportunities to eat fresh and local fruits and vegetables. And farmers markets have been sprouting up all over the place in many communities here in central New York. But how important is it to make these choices organic ones? Joining us with some expert advice as how to make the most of the season's bounty is Kristen Davis. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. So first, you know, we all keep hearing how important it is to add fruits and vegetables to our diets, regardless of the season. But as the fresh and local produce become more available, what in general do you recommend to your patients or your clients in terms of how to round out their plates? Right. So um, you mentioned uh, fresh, which is um, something we love to see in fruits and vegetables. Fresh means more nutrients. Um, and we always recommend to make your half your plate fruits and vegetables at every meal if you can. Um, fruits and vegetables for snacks. Eat the colors of the rainbow, which is easy to do with fruits and vegetables. So those are generally... Yeah, I read somewhere that was a very nice kind of little tip, this whole idea of eat, eat in technicolor. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. as many colors as you can put on your plate is a good kind of index of how varied the nutrients are. Right, right. Yeah, the darker the greens, the brighter the berries, things like that. But, you know, um, basically, is local an important feature as well? Because that's been a big kind of clarion cry of late, you know, eat local, eat fresh. Is local that important? And it can why? be. Um, part of what's great about eating local is that it doesn't have to travel so far. So freshness is, you know, of the essence with local food. So if it's just coming from Baldwinsville, <clears throat> that's you know, so much less than it has to travel than coming from California. Um, When you're shopping at a farmer's market, something like that, you get the chance to talk with the farmer to find out how it's grown and, um, you know, maybe some tips on preparation, things like that. So those are the great things about eating local. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, So the question keeps coming up, obviously, this whole idea of organic. You know, which... Which of, when we're talking fruits and vegetables first, because we're going to get to some of the other food groups afterwards, what are the things to keep in mind when we talk about eating organic fruits and vegetables? Which are the important ones to remember and why? um, Eating organic is great. There's many benefits to eating organic, both on the environmental side and on the health side. Um, As far as environmental side, you know, some research has shown that there's a lot less contamination in waterways and and pesticide runoff. Um, It's beneficial for farmers that they're being exposed to less. Um, But health-wise, there is still definitely more research needed. Um, We know that we're not being exposed to as many pesticides eating organic, um, but it is common for people, if they want to eat organic, to avoid fruits and vegetables because of the cost. So So the cost really is kind of a driver of people's buying habits, obviously. So what you're suggesting is it's not really hype. You know, I mean, I think in the beginning there was a lot of question, is this a lot of hype, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. organic, organic, or is there really some benefit? And what you're suggesting is in terms of the nutrient quality, that shouldn't change so much, but perhaps the negative aspects of taking in pesticides could have some negative effects. Although, is it a proven fact, I guess is the question. Is there research to support that? There is some research, but there's definitely more needed. Um, as far as nutrients go, there has been some research that 
Um, antioxidants and phytochemicals can be higher in organically grown fruits and vegetables, which those are the ones we always talk about, cancer fighting and, um, and things like that. Um, but there definitely is, is more research needed. This is new. so. Yeah, I noted that the Environmental Working Group, which is a well-known organization, every year lists what they call the Dirty Dozen or the Clean 15 mm -hmm. when it comes to fruits and vegetables. And the Dirty Dozen being, well, why don't you explain it? What, what exactly are they looking at when they say, I don't mean give me a list of what they are, but let's talk about what the kinds of fruits and vegetables that could fit into that category and why do they call them the Dirty Dozen? Right, so there's some fruits and vegetables that have higher pesticide residues on them um, so that you may be uh, exposed to less if you're buying organic that way. And then there's other fruits and vegetables that the pesticide residue is, is relatively low, um, so it may not be necessarily worth the extra cost. So they basically test fruits and vegetables every year and determine how many uh, uh, res you know, have pesticide residue on them even after they're basically prepared for the marketplace. They do, yeah. The USDA and the EPA, as well as the Food and Drug Administration, um, they all monitor pesticide residues on fruits and vegetables, so even between organic and non-organic. What is the characteristic that most characterizes the difference? I mean, I happen to note that things like apples, peaches, nectarines, strawberries, grapes, celery, spinach, there's a whole list, sweet bell peppers, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes. A lot of those are on that dirty dozen list. Mm -hmm. Does that suggest that you it's the kind of fruit or vegetable that you eat the entire thing? It does. Yep, that's exactly it. So you're going to eat the whole thing. Um, some things like berries, it's harder to scrub really rigorously to get any residues off without compromising the fruit. So um, yeah, something like an apple where you definitely want to eat the peel. Um, and For all the fiber and all sure, the nutrients. Sure, right, a potato benefit. or something like that. Yeah, um, Whereas versus a banana or a pineapple where you're not going to eat the exterior. Um, so do you think that those are, I mean, important to pay attention to, the, to that kind of rating system? And if so, I mean, I know people can go on the Environmental Working Group website and get a list of what the current ones are. I do. I think that if you're trying to make the choices in the, in the grocery store or the farmer's market, um, maybe, you know, it's difficult to afford an entirely organic diet. So if you're trying to make some small changes, I think that's a great a great way to do it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with registered dietitian, nutritionist Kristen Davis. We're talking about the truth about organic foods. So um, the key findings, the basic concept here is that if possible, as you said, and if it's affordable to make some slight changes in your fruits and vegetables, keep in mind the ones that might be the quote-unquote dirtiest mm -hmm. yep. and try to buy those organic Yeah. versus the so-called clean ones, you perhaps could go either way. Is right. that correct? Right. I mean, yeah. you could buy the standard bananas or the standard product. Um, what's another one? Pineapples, as you said. Sure, oranges, something mm -hmm. that you're going to take the peel off. So how do we know that this label organic is true, though, in terms of whether it's produced commercially or from a local grower? I mean, how rigorous are the standards? Um, if something has the USDA organic label on it, the standards are extremely rigorous. They require three years of organic growing um, to ensure that there's no pesticides on the farm at all. Um, they require organic seeds, uh, things like that, um, as far as 
um, animal products, no antibiotics. Um, but there are many farmers that that label is very expensive. So there are many farmers who are practicing organic farming without the label. So um, if you want 100% true organic, going with the USD label, USDA label is a good idea. Um, but if you're buying local at the, your farmer's market, you can ask your farmer and see how they, they actually practice their So growing. in some ways, it can often be a matter of trust sure. as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you have you know, uh, evidence to the fact that a particular local grower is only growing organic. Right, right. So some of it is a matter of trust. Um, let's talk about meats, because mm -hmm. we just did fruits and vegetables. What constitutes organic meat? Organic meat, um, the animals are fed organic, uh, in or, on an organic diet. Um, they're allowed to forage um, in an organic pasture. Um, they're so not, they can range. Sure. They're yep. not kept in pens and just fed corn. Right, right, exactly. Yep. Um, they're not treated with antibiotics unless absolutely medically necessary. Um, and, it, and if they are in that case, they're not allowed to use the organic label on that specific piece of meat. Are there clear health benefits, though, much like we talked about the fruits and vegetables? Are there documented health benefits from eating organic meats as opposed to the standard kind? Sure. So evidence, um, again, still needs more research, but some early evidence has shown that uh, organically grown meats um, and dairy products are higher in omega-3 fatty acids, um, and that's believed to be because of the organic diet that they're on um, is more nutritious. So when you say an organic diet, what are they eating? Are they eating fruits and vegetables that are organic or grains that are organically grown? Right, yeah. So grains, grass, um, anything that would be natural to them, um, but a little bit more varied than maybe your conventional farm. How about eggs? Is it important to look for organic eggs, and if so, why? Organic eggs um, have also shown to be a little bit higher in organic or omega-3 fatty acids. Um, but as far as other nutrients, there isn't a whole lot of research um, that's been solid with the findings of, of eggs. But how about the notion of, you know, the idea of cage-free, I mean, versus caged? Do we, I know it's an issue of cruelty, perhaps, mm -hmm. to the animal, but also do we know that if it's non-organic, that there are pesticides that get transmitted into the egg? I mean, is there that same problem as that exists with fruits and vegetables? Um, there's a lot of controversy over over the poultry with with that. Um, again, like you mentioned, um, the the humane raising of the chickens I know is important to many people. Um, so that's a reason why people might want to buy uh, organically raised eggs. Um, but as far as some people find that the cages might be more sanitary than some others, um, there has been found with meats that there's actually more bacteria on organically grown meats. Um, it just happens to be less antibiotic resistant. So there's a give and take there, definitely, and, and um, there definitely needs to be more research. That's a very interesting concept, that it may not actually be cleaner, it may actually be dirtier, but you don't have this notion of because they've been given so many antibiotics that you are taking in the potential for developing resistance yourself. Right, right. So that's where food safety certainly comes in, too. You want to make sure your eggs are cooked to the proper temperature, make sure your meats are cooked to the proper temperature, that you're practicing good hand hygiene, because whether it's organic or not, the bacteria is definitely there. How about the dairy products, then, when you talk about it? Are they all equally affected? In other words, well, what constitutes organic dairy? Let's just give me an overview. What makes organic milk 
organic. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's the same same as the meats. Um, they're fed the same diet. Um, no antibiotics. Um, again, unless medically necessary for the for the animal. Um, and the same findings have been found with the dairy as far as the omega three fatty acids. Um, other nutrients. There's they're still doing more research with with other nutrients, but those are those are what's been found. So you have the balance of perhaps a little bit better nutritive value with the higher numbers or the higher level of omega-3s, which Mm -hmm. are heart healthy Mm -hmm. and all of that. And you also have the reduction in the idea of antibiotic resistance or pesticides, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But you also have the expense, and people have to weigh all of that. At this point, other than the omega-3s, do we absolutely know that you're going to be healthier and you will avoid disease by eating uh, organic dairy, for example? We don't, but we do know that including all of these foods in our in a balanced diet will make us healthy. So I think that's a, a personal decision that people have to make um, if it's feasible for them um, to want to obtain those extra health benefits that may be available with the organic products um, or if they just want to have the balanced diet, which is we know is important. So, so. in the very little bit of time we have left, What's the bottom line? If you have, if, if cost is obviously a factor, which it must be for most people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would you recommend overall in terms of hitting that perfect spot? Right, that's a tough question. Um, I think that making sure first and foremost that your your diet is balanced, that you're including five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables, um, whole grains, low fat dairy if that's something that you can do in your diet, um, meats if that's something that you include. Um, other sources of protein, beans, and things like that. And if you're able to, um, looking at things like the Dirty Dozen um, and 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 going local routes with fruits and vegetables so that you can be the most informed consumer with your diet. Great advice. Thank you so very much for coming in. My guest has been Kristen Davis. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.